everyone. I'm Christine Blanchette, the host of the Run With It podcast. I interview medical professionals, registered dietitians, chefs, and celebrities who follow a healthy lifestyle. And for those who are making a difference in the world, thanks for listening. Joining me is Dr. Lucas McMillan, who is a naturopathic physician and clinic director of the Delbrook Integrative Medical Center. And he's back on the show to talk about mental health. Welcome back, Dr. McMillan. Hello, Christine. Yes, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about this other half of what we are. I think it's, it's something that does not get enough attention. It's a huge part of health. It's a huge part of what we are as human beings. So I'm, I'm really happy to be going there with you. Yes. And right now, like we're in a new reality. Our work has changed. Um, we're working at home. Um, we're spending more time indoors. And overall, it's it's affected our mental health. Even, even positive people have, I know myself, I, it's affected me and you know, that I don't want to work out sometimes. And is, do you think that's a, that's a trend? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, absolutely. I, so when I see my patients, we go over a number of things. And one of them is what's your stress levels? What are your stress outlets? How, you know, how are you keeping moving? Um, and that has absolutely changed the trend over the past couple of years, maybe a bit more. I mean, really since COVID started is, is very much different than what we had before. So I, I've seen changes. I think that there are ways to overcome that. Um, I, I hope we're all being gentle on ourselves that as the world changes around us, sometimes our habits and structures change as well. But we really want to be conscious of what we're doing and how we're feeding ourselves, how we're feeding our bodies, and how we're feeding our souls. So if previously going to the gym or going for a run or whatever our preferred exercise was, it might not be accessible right now. It might not be as easy. Um, and that's okay. I mean, as long as we're doing something, as long as we're moving, and as long as we're prioritizing it accordingly so that we can actually get out and actually move our bodies the way they need to be moved to keep us healthy and to keep our minds functioning the way we want them to, um, we can still generally do okay, even with a fair degree of change. Mm. And also thing, things too is that maybe it's time for a new activity like you know maybe think back when you were a child what you really enjoyed doing you could be skipping rope you know it could be something yeah. that's different <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah that's actually an awesome example um so some time ago actually we go way back um i was training in boxing many many years ago and jumping rope was a main part of the cardiovascular training that we would do so somewhat more recently, I thought I'd give that a try. And I was absolutely blown away at how much work it was compared to how it was before. <laughs> so things have definitely changed. And I, I got to say, if you're getting back into an exercise program, we can kind of expect that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable and picking up exactly where you left off. If you left off, just it's not really safe, for one. But I mean, it, it can be a little bit of a blow mentally if you don't see it coming. So those small goals and just getting out just doing it are a much better goal than you know, spending a half an hour on the treadmill or setting some kind of goal that maybe isn't maybe isn't the best starting place for you before you get a feel for where you're at. 
But yeah, I mean, jumping rope is kind of a fun one, and it, you'll get a lot of exercise in a small amount of time if you're able to do it. Yes, and I mean, it's it's like it. I know it brings me back to my childhood. You know, skipping rope, and and I think too is just finding that new activity, but also you know you we talked about before we we went on air about the importance of making a to-do list that feels good once you start ticking it off at least I feel that way yes I think a lot of people and getting back to that change in structure that we have there's been a huge difference in our usual routines mm-hmm. and habits throughout the day I mean we, we live in a very different world mm-hmm. that causes us to do very different things. So having some degree of internal structure is such a benefit. So those checklists, they can be amazing. I mean, they really, really can. Um, personally, it's less of something that I use um, or that I, I feel great about unless it's a really stressful and pressing checklist. I love checking them off. But a lot of my patients really do all of that. Um, I think we all need to have some source of purpose. I, in my opinion, that's the, that's the one piece that binds us all, that makes us all, you know, the same that we all have in common is we need to have a reason that we're here. We need to have a reason to wake up and to get moving and to get ready for the day. So having that checklist and wanting to get, say, X amount of checks done before noon or um, wanting to get done whatever it is that your goals are. I mean, I, I still basically do it. I just personally not a big fan of the actual checklist itself. Um, you know, I have my to-do lists that are kind of separate, but um, if I want to feel really good, I just have to be productive. I have to get one thing done, just just accomplish something. And I, I think that if we focus on those, especially on the days where, like, I, I really don't have as much motivation as I often do, or I don't have the energy, or something is holding me back, or maybe my hip hurts or my knee hurts or whatever that is, that's okay. So what am I able to do today? What kinds of things can I accomplish? And start small. Just take something off so that you can feel good and as a bit of a side note related to this, I really think it's important to have that goal or the have the benefit at the end so that when you're done, you can put your feet up and you can feel good about it. You can actually unwind and take some time away from whatever pressures you're feeling and feel really good with where you're at so that you're not always feeling the pressure. You're not always thinking about the next ticks on that checklist that need to get done. I mean, Life is about balance. So if we have a purpose, we have things that we need to do or things that we want to do, we get some of them done, and then we take whatever realistic amount of time that we need to wind down. Um, Many of my patients, before they go to bed, they have that wind down time. And it's often talked about like it's a bad thing, like I watch an hour of TV and it's so bad for my health. I really personally don't believe that. I think we really truly have a need to unwind and to let off some of the pressures and decompress, and maybe to process some of the things that happened during that day, just to let everything settle and give ourselves that much needed break. Mm. Having a reason to wake up, you know, we need a purpose to get up and, and, and also too, don't look at the longer goal, like, you know, set small goals and write it down a to-do list, but also would you think recommend like having a mantra, like doing, you know, positive self-talk or having this by your computer, if you're working remotely or, or in an office, having, you know, you know, a word that makes you feel like believe in yourself. It gives you that motivation or, you know, confidence. Yeah. You know, I, it's actually a different direction than I expected we go today, which is awesome. I, I love it. Uh, I really, really do. So, yes, as a as a short answer, yes, I absolutely believe 
but having some kind of reminder, um, whatever form that takes, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. There, there's really are quite a few out there. There's some people who will put some information or like a kind of a feel good quote on their computer or, you know, even by your fridge. Um, or you can have it be more internal, like the mantra or, you know, um, I'm a big fan of being grateful. The simple, basic gratefulness exercises, going over things that you're grateful for for the day. I think those are huge. And I see mantras as, as one version of that. So if we get back to that, that sort of mental health focus and how this all ties in, a lot of us, maybe all of us, like really there's a good possibility that every single person deals with this to a really significant extent, that negative internal self-talk hmm. and actually cutting ourselves down in a way that we would never talk to other people. I mean, it's really common. I've, I've got through a fair bit of information on this. I, I find it fascinating. And it really is something that I found helpful clinically as I deal with people that, you know, are struggling with anxiety or struggling with sensations or actual diagnoses of depression. That internal self-talk can be quite intense. And it really does, it really does define us over time. Mm. If something happens that wasn't expected and we say, I'm not good enough or I, I can't achieve this or we use, you know, rather profane or intense language against ourselves that we would never use, say, with our family or with our friends or really even with somebody on the street we don't know. Um, I, I really think that paying attention to those things, being aware of them, that gives us the power to change them. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to always be, I'm 110%, I'm the best person I could ever be. We all have downtimes. Like, I have downtimes where I, I really, in that moment, feel like I should be ahead of where I am in whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, that, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if we can get past that. I don't, I don't think that should be the goal. I think as humans, it's a little bit strange, but a beautiful thing that we have these ups and downs. We can really appreciate it. It's like us Vancouverites when we have a bunch of sunny days and the sun comes out. Well, suddenly we appreciate the sun like never before. You know, there really is the purpose of those other days that don't feel good. So reframing a little bit, uh, understanding that there's a bit of a purpose to those downtimes, even though it doesn't feel like it's strengthening you or really legitimately might feel like slowly breaking you down. It's giving you an opportunity to appreciate the good things. And it's also a major encouragement. It's a... I mean, pain is probably the, the number one motivator we could ever have. It's not that pain is good, but pain encourages us to do something different. Mm-hmm. And that discomfort we feel encourages us to do something different. So, you know, I think our hope is that we can give people some ideas as to what to do differently, as to what to pay attention to. Internal self-talk is huge. I mean, the mantra is one very legitimate way that we can help to turn things around. Mm-hmm. I really think that's why things like um, meditation have taken off as we're starting to pay attention to what's going on inside and noticing that we're not just a physical body with chemicals and physical shapes. We're also an emotional being. There's this, there's this process inside with thoughts and emotions that we can't explain through science. We're not there yet. We're not even close. Like we're really, really not. We're, we're understanding that this piece connects to that piece, but there's so much going on otherwise and so much complexity to these moving parts. We're not there. And for some reason, we don't respect that massive, huge, I, I really like at least 50% of what we are is this mental, emotional being. So mm. we should focus on that. We should prioritize it. And think about it. If, if I, if my goal, like to put this into running terms, is, I know a lot of the audience are, you know, very active in runners, but if we want to run our first marathon, we don't just say, I want to do it 
I want to feel like I can run it and then stop. You know, if we want to do it, we build a plan. We go online, we find preset plans. We might personalize. We might see somebody to help us. So many ways to do it. Now, if our goal is, or if we think, I want to improve my mental health. I want to be happy. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to have a sense that everything I should be doing is what I'm doing. And I want to be okay with who and what I am. I mean, it's a very big goal. and It's a very mm. unusual goal from the goals that I've heard people say. But think about it. If that's our goal, because we really, I mean, whatever else it is that we're doing, even if we're making a million dollars a day and we're achieving all of our fitness goals, if we're not happy, if we don't meet that very basic mental requirement of feeling like, like we're good enough and like we're in a good place and we're right where we should be, I think a lot of the other things don't really matter. Like I, I think that we're focusing on the wrong things. So make a plan and prioritize. I want to feel better. I want to improve my mental health. I want to really appreciate who and what I am. Mm-hmm. And how can I build a plan to get there? And just starting there, just like what would actually help me? Well, we, we can look at a lot of things. Like if I want to be happy, let's make a simple list of all of the things that have made me happy in the past. What do I enjoy? Like I, you know, I'll, I'll throw personal examples. I love doing it, not because it's all about me, but <laughs> hopefully it can help, you know, people to connect to some of these things. Yes. I love playing guitar. I absolutely love it. And, you know, I go through times where I don't touch a guitar for years. Um, fairly recently, I've been getting quite a bit more into it. I've been putting more time in, and I'm amazed at how the time flies and how satisfying it is for me. It is hard as heck. I have two daughters. You know, my my wife's actually pregnant, so we're going to have three. We're, we're actually going to find out today if it's a boy or a girl, which is pretty darn exciting. Yes. But, but um, I have a pretty busy life between that and the clinic, so it's very difficult to do these things. But I love guitar. I actually like singing. I'm not very good at it, but I've just signed up for singing lessons. Um, there are some kinds of exercise that I do very well with. I really miss Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's not easily accessible to me right now. And I do feel the pain of that, but I'm making goals to build and to grow. And guitar is the one thing that I love that is absolutely accessible to me right now, at least in the gaps where I, where, you know, really where I make time for them and have to carve things out and ask for a little bit of give and take from the wife and the family and draw on the resources I have. But I am happier and better for it. I mean, it's a really simple thing. But you schedule out that time, you prioritize it, you try to build the rest of your life around it, the same as you would a doctor's appointment, or the same as you would um, a very, like, say, your children's recitals, or anything that was really important to you. We schedule them in. We try to actively think about how we can improve them. And that alone, I think, would take people very, very far ahead of where they are. Yes, and wonderful, and congratulations, Dr. McMillan, and, and you know, <laughs> and now the listeners know about you as a musician, which is really, really exciting, and no, it's, is that, you know, sharing um, your musical talent is, is uh, something I didn't know, so it's, it's wonderful, <laughs> so, but, but in your practice, do you know if men are affected more than women when it comes to our mental health? Yeah, it's a fascinating question. Um, it's really difficult. So yeah, my practice I can talk about. Um, the stats for everywhere, what I do know about the statistics and the numbers of what we expect to be true if we sample the population is that men are not very good at reaching out. So it's not saying they don't have concerns or that they don't have a sense of imbalance, but 
for whatever reason, women, I think, are better than uh, our male counter for them, I know, my uh, half of the world, at actually reaching out when we need help. So reaching out to family, reaching out to friends, especially reaching out for professional help. So help doesn't mean that you need to be broken to go in and get fixed. Mm. And my personal impression is that men are a little bit more likely to have that perspective that I'm not going to go and see a counselor or a psychologist or any other regulated health professional that's going to focus on this mental emotional part of me unless I am very much broken. And there's almost like I need to admit that I'm broken before I step in through those doors and before I make that appointment. I, I really believe us as men are doing ourselves a huge disservice by believing that this is the only way to move forward with that kind of care. The way I see it and the way I really believe it fits in with the greater picture of things, counselors and everybody who helps and supports that counseling role that directly goes after that mental, emotional part of people, that I have a, I have a huge amount of respect for counselors, they can give you tips and tricks and tools to take the life that you're already living and make it easier, to help you to understand, help you to process what's going on, understand, well, you know, I get really, really angry once in a while. Why does this happen? They can help you to dive in. Okay, well, there's a basis somewhere else. Here's how we can focus on some of the earlier uh, signs, try to get you to be aware before it spikes out of control, give you a little bit more, basically, um, control of what's going on yourself, and then give you some tools to try to deal with whatever it is that's bringing that up. It's not going to make traffic go away. It's not going to make the problems go away. But men and women can all benefit from it. But I, I really think men are would really, really do well to take mm-hmm. take a page out of uh, you know the stereotypical female book and ask for help. You know, actively seek whatever it is to fix that problem or to fix that need or to just really help you to be even healthier and even more functional than you are today. That's wonderful, and you know. There's also, I understand, a prescription for nature. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah, so I just recently came across this myself, and it is absolutely cool to me. This is a step in a a brilliant direction, I mean, for all of us, really. So there's, I'm just bringing up the website now. So parkprescriptions.ca. It's parkprescriptions.ca. I have no affiliations with these guys, but... They started offering true nature prescriptions that can be written and offered by any registered and licensed healthcare provider in BC. So mm-hmm. I think this is incredibly cool. Um, they compiled a bunch of evidence and research that suggests the benefits as to why we might get out into nature, what the actual evidence and research is. And they, they dive into quite a few things. I was just looking at some for pregnancy because, you know, again, my wife's kind of freshly pregnant and it's relatively new for us to be telling people, so I'm excited to be um, getting it out and another sort of means, but uh, it was really cool to me that they had these niche areas, so it's not just in general nature helps this or in general nature helps that. They have direct um, research and direct information showing that if you spend more time out in nature, meaning 20 minutes a day, just in nature, like it doesn't have to be anything fancy, you don't have to be doing push-ups or lifting weights, just spending time out there can help with high blood pressure. It can help with diabetes. It can help decrease your risk of developing heart disease. I mean, the best information we have suggests that those who spend a little bit more time outdoors in some kind of green space, seeing trees, seeing grass, are less likely to develop heart disease. Like, how Mm. cool is that? And 
Yeah. Again, we talk about the body as this like physical chemical being and you know, all the lab tests that I do and all the all the things that we use to assess a big part of what the person is completely misses this mental emotional part that seems to directly cause heart disease, high blood pressure and diabetes, things that we associate with chemical imbalance or with physical imbalance. So when I say we're we're half mental emotional, I, I really mean that and I love that these guys are starting to tie that together and say just simply spending time outside can help to help to unwind this and help us to improve our health both physically and emotionally. So I'm jumping around a bit on that because I, I really am excited about this and I just found it, just signing up for it. But um, the idea is that you can actually prescribe, as a healthcare provider in BC, we can prescribe a trip to a national park and even give people free access if they're if they qualify, if they're like a if it really makes sense, if it's something that they'd likely use, they can get a free park pass. It's paid for by these organizations that is essentially given to you by healthcare providers. So mm. we're putting money and time into what matters. We're actually getting people back into some kind of natural exposure that we can prove is a huge benefit to health in so many ways. So many ways. Like I, If people are interested, I really recommend checking it out. We have another section for kids. So if you have kids that are having any struggles, or better yet, if you're just a parent and you want to do everything you can to help your kids, and you want to have a reason for it, you want to know where to put your energy, they have a whole section just on some of the research and information on how this helps kids. Um, like here's an interesting one. I have it right in front of me. Children who live on tree-lined streets have lower rates of asthma. Mm. And how cool is that? Yes. So that's just a bizarre little factoid that really can point out there's there's other things that we can do that don't have to be a lot of work. They don't need to take a huge amount of effort. They can be very simple. And if we have our goal of improving our mental health, of being as resilient and being as fulfilled as we possibly can, sometimes the answers are easy. Sometimes they're really easy. And I think that getting back to nature is a really, really easy answer, especially for those of us in Greater Vancouver who essentially live in this stuff. Our access is just, I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta. We did not have this kind of access to trails, to mountains, to the natural beauty that we have here. It really is an amazing thing that can directly help our health. So this is one resource that can help to get us there. And you definitely believe I'm going to be writing some nature prescriptions. I love this idea. And I, I find it super cool that there's somebody else who's really spearheading this. Wow. I mean, I got to check it out myself, Dr. McMillan. It's wonderful news. And is there is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. So if you're really feeling stuck, um, and this, uh, kind of throwing this out to everyone. So step one, in my opinion, is look at the absolute basics, like for what we need as human beings. So my number one is usually sleep, because that's probably the biggest thing that I find people lack. Um, there is such a thing as too much sleep, and it really is a problem. So we're trying to find that sweet spot. But sleep will absolutely affect how you feel mentally, emotionally, and physically. You might not feel the difference that day or the next day, but if you spend one week focused on sleep, that next week, like I could almost guarantee you'll have a significant improvement if that wasn't a priority of yours before. So I always start there. Mm. Otherwise, the social connections, we really still need those. That hasn't gone away. The more lockdown we feel, the more, you know, segregated or um, just pulled apart from people we feel, the more of a need we have to lean on the people that we have access to. So please um, dive into that stuff. Don't forget about the me time. I mean, we all need to do our own things. I love guitar, but that really 
for me, translated into a beautiful kind of me time that I otherwise just don't carve out. So whatever the reasons are, everybody needs that time to do whatever it is they need. If you want to stare at a wall for half an hour, sometimes that's the best possible thing that you can do. Yes. Um, and finally, if you really, really suck, if you're struggling, so this doesn't mean you're anxious or depressed or that you have a diagnosable concern. You really, really, really don't need to have that. But if you're stuck and you want something better, that is a perfect time to reach out for help. Um, there's all sorts of accessible resources. I mean, seeing a medical doctor has never been easier. You can go online to various websites. You can find some that will connect you with medical doctor clinics across BC. Um, like Well Clinics is a common one I use. I, I know Talus Health has their version. I think there's another one. But you can see a doctor that day via phone. You don't even have to leave your house. So if you have a concern, you want to get it medically assessed. That really, really is easier to get now than it ever was. Um, so I'm a naturopathic physician. I do a lot of different treatment types and options. I work with nutrients. I work with prescriptions. I work with intravenous medications or intravenous nutrients or quite a range of options. So a lot of these, I mean, certainly not all of them, but a lot of these are done over the phone or virtually just over a simple camera, whatever is easiest for people. So again, there's, there's less and less barriers now to getting the help that you need. There's so many people that you can see and that you can talk to. And I know a ton of counselors and psychologists are readily available. And you don't have that sort of strange factor of seeing someone in person if that's part of what's holding you back. So the options are really out there, just a simple online search. I mean, you can certainly contact us if you have any trouble finding those. We can help you to find whatever those resources are because they very much are out there. And we deal with a fair chunk of population that struggles technologically. So you can reach out to just about anyone to ask for help with that, to help to connect you to some of these things. It can be easy. Mm. So in, in the meantime, um, you know, prioritize it. If it's what you want, spend some time thinking about how you can make these things better. Don't be afraid of looking at artistic outlets. Um, I love music. Um, some people like painting. Um, some like journaling. If you don't love it, that's fine. There's lots of other things. There yes. are answers. Just prioritize it and try. And I really believe you can make huge strides. Yes, and make make that appointment with yourself. And and Dr. McMillan, um, where can they go if people want to reach out to you? Yeah, so uh, we're at the Delbrook Integrative Medical Center. So you can search that. I mean, you know, we pop up on Google. We have the website DelbrookIntegrative.com. That's kind of the main um, area where where all of our contact stuff is there. You can see the practitioners we have, see some of the things that we offer. Um, hoping to expand that. We had a medical doctor at one point. I'd love to get that back. I'd love to branch out and just offer more of what people need. Um, we're actively looking now for a counselor and an acupuncturist in the two directions that we just haven't had directly in the clinic. And I, I really do value that. <laughs> I really mean it. The counseling aspect is super important. Um, beyond that, um, yeah, just... Uh, Drop in, say hi, and uh, do whatever you can to say hi and uh, reconnect with family and friends if it's been a while. That's, uh, I'd argue, even more important than connecting with me. Wow. Thank you very much for being a guest on the show, and I'd love you to come back, Dr. McMillan. Absolutely. I have fun every time, and it gives me a chance to get a little bit on the soapbox and talk about <laughs> some of these things that I chat with individual patients about. So thank you. I, I love it. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun, and uh, thanks for giving me and others a platform to do it. It really is nice to have a place that we can talk to more than one person at a time. Yes, and congratulations again, and keep playing your music. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> will do. Thank you. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. I'm Christine Blanchette, the host of the Run With It podcast. If you have a question or wish to reach me, go to my website, which is runwithit.ca. Until next time, run with it.